Hello. Welcome to the Emergency Strategic Clinical Network podcast, where we will share information about ongoing issues and best practices in the emergency department. I'm Dr. Eddie Lang, your host, and on this episode, I have Inelda Jada with us, who is the project manager with the Physician Learning Program, also known as the PLP, at the University of Calgary. She's here to talk about the project that we call Bronchiolitis Management by Calgary Emergency Department Physicians. Welcome, Inelda. So glad you could join us. Thank you for having me. Well, this is so exciting. Why don't you just start by telling us about this intervention and uh, how the project kind of worked? Yes. So we provided uh, consenting pediatric emergency department physicians with individual data reports on their management of bronchiolitis in the ED. This process is usually called facilitated audit and feedback, and it allows physicians to compare their practice to that of peers and clinical practice guidelines. These insights help physicians adjust their practice and improve patient care. Physicians received individual data reports in November 2017, and we invited ED physicians, nurses, hospitalists, residents, and students to participate in in an interdisciplinary facilitated feedback session. After reviewing the data, participants identified factors that influenced their management of bronchiolitis and identified strategies for practice change. To evaluate the effects of the intervention, we collected data for an additional bronchiolitis season and presented participants with a second set of data reports. We hosted a second interdisciplinary facilitated feedback session in December 2018. That's awesome. So I realized bronchiolitis is a really common pediatric infection. Mm-hmm. And during the bronchiolitis season, we see lots of kids coming mm-hmm. in uh, with respiratory distress and respiratory symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it could be a really a major reason why emergency departments get very crowded in the, mm-hmm. uh, in the winter months. Why did you choose bronchiolitis for this project? Yeah, exactly as you said. So bronchiolitis is a viral low respiratory tract infection. It affects more than one third of children under two years old and is the leading cause of hospitalization for children under 12 months old. And despite it being very common and despite there being practice guidelines, um, Calgary Pediatric Emergency Physicians uh, perceived that there was a variation in how bronchiolitis was diagnosed, monitored and managed in DED. So physicians uh, in Calgary approached the PLP with the question, what is our management of patients under 12 months old in the ED with a discharge diagnosis of bronchiolitis? That's really neat. Uh, So the the idea of audit and feedback really Mm -hmm. is intriguing for me because as physicians, we're very competitive. We Mm want to make sure that we're doing the best job that we can for our patients. Mm -hmm. We also want to be sure that we're not... uh, overdoing it or underdoing it in comparison Mm -hmm. with our colleagues. And we do get some reports about how we compare on a variety of measures, Mm -hmm. usually things like how many patients we're seeing per hour, but not the important stuff that you're talking about. So what were your findings with regards to this bronchiolitis project? Yeah, absolutely. So we were trying to to report on, we had four main findings. So we focused on chest x-rays, respiratory viral tests, steroids, and salbutamol. The Canadian Pediatric Society recommends the use of oxygen and hydration for bronchiolitis management, and there's really no evidence or there's unclear evidence for the use of frequently administered tests and medications in the ED. Before our intervention, we found that 21% of cases had a chest x-ray, 32% of cases had a respiratory viral test, 
13% had steroids and 22% received salbutamol. We also saw that there was a lot of variation in how individual physicians practiced. In the six months following our intervention, we noticed that the use of chest x-rays decreased by 14%, respiratory viral tests decreased by 34%, steroids decreased by 62%, and salbutamol decreased by 45%. During that same period, we did not see a change in the number of revisits to the ED, admissions to the pediatric intensive care unit, or admissions to the hospital. Well, that's so cool, Inelda. You know, changing physician practice has got to be one of the toughest things in healthcare. Mm -hmm. Uh, Physicians kind of get into a certain pattern of practice, and once you start doing something a certain way for many years, it's really hard to change that. But I'm intrigued by the concept of facilitated Mm -hmm. audit feedback, where docs get together and discuss their data. Do you have any sense of whether that part of it really worked well? Yeah, absolutely. So we during the discussion uh, at the first facilitated feedback session, participant identified strategies that they could use for practice improvement. They um, had they discussed things like um, reflecting on one's own practice, using care pathways, aligning with inpatient care, and receiving subsequent data reports. Participants were also invited to uh, fill out what we call the commitment to change form, where they identify three concrete measurable changes to improve their practice. This form comes in triplicates, so they get to keep one copy, one copy they return to the PLP, and they seal the third copy in, in an envelope. The PLP collects this sealed copy, and we mail it back to physicians in three months' time as a reminder of their commitment to improve practice. Wow, that's so neat. You know, it sounds like a kind of a complicated project. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got the need for physician engagement, you need data elements, you need to have a really good electronic health record. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of supports did you need to make this whole thing successful? Yeah, so unlike traditional audit and feedback, the PLP process includes the facilitated feedback session part, like you mentioned before. And this project was really successful because it was led by two emergency department physicians, Dr. Sean Dowling and Dr. Antonia Stang. It's important for that facilitated um, feedback session to be to be facilitated by a trusted colleague. So in this case, Dr. Sean Dowling, he normalized feelings around receiving data reports, and he helped the group identify barriers and facilitators to practice change. It's also very important to to engage the interdisciplinary team involved in a patient's care in the ED. We invited residents, students, nurses, hospitalists, um, all of them to participate in the facilitated feedback session. And that discussion helped align practice between nurses, ED physicians, and hospitalists. One of the trickier things is sharing your data with Mm -hmm. other people. And for sure, I mean, that's not a problem if you're great and you're not ordering many x-rays and your steroid use is uh, appropriate. But how did you navigate that piece where physicians may have not come to this session because they didn't want to share their data or the physicians that were there Were they comfortable with letting others see how they were doing? Yes, I think because um, the the project was being led by two pediatric emergency physicians who are well-respected colleagues in the field, I think that added a level of comfort for participants. So, And they knew that this project was being led by the Physician Learning Program, which is an AMA-sponsored program um, at housed at the University of Calgary and the University of Alberta. So that kind of added more comfort for physicians to participate and receive their data and share their data with others. 
whenever we roll out a, a quality improvement or a practice changing project, there's always a risk of something going sideways and mm -hmm. there could be unintended consequences. Uh, did you look for that? Did you come across that in this bronchiolitis project? Um, so we had one unexpected, actually positive impact that the project had, had was a spin-off project by um, hospitalists at the Alberta Children's Hospital. So following our intervention, hospitalists initiated their own project where they would report on and um, receive data on their management of bronchiolitis once patients got admitted to the hospital. Another positive unintended consequence of our project was that we had uh, we found that physicians had such a great appetite to receive data with feedback that now we are working with them to create a continuous reporting system for uh, bronchiolitis and other conditions. Wow, that's really neat. Mm -hmm. So no downside, it seems. <laughs> Not right now. No, right, right we, now. we didn't great. see anything. Yeah. So. You know, Connect Care is coming to Alberta, mm -hmm. and we can imagine that uh, in the future, uh, all 92 emergency departments, and almost all of them see children, mm -hmm. will be on the same system, uh, and this data could be collected province-wide. Any thoughts on what this could look like a few years from now if we scale it to a provincial level? Absolutely. So I, um, the continuous reporting system that I mentioned that we're working on at the Alberta Children's Hospital, I could see that being... Um, scaled up to the rest of the province because the data will be uniform across all departments. Anelda, do you have any advice for those who would like to conduct a similar intervention? Yes, we have found that the best audit and feedback interventions are those that have a clear clinical question and are closely aligned to practice guidelines. To facilitate change, it's important to align practice among the multidisciplinary teams. And this project really highlights that individual data reports with the multidisciplinary group facilitated feedback session is an effective way to improve practice. And we can use this model for similar projects aiming to improve healthcare outcomes. Well, that's great. And I can already think of a number of other circumstances where we have a lot of practice variation in emergency medicine, and that would lend itself to uh, this approach. If anyone wants to get in touch with the PLP, um, do, you, do you know how they would do that and how to engage the PLP in a similar project? And do you have any other kind of closing remarks? Yeah, absolutely. So the Physician Learning Program is a service available for free to all Alberta physicians and their teams. If you have any project ideas or anything in particular that a, a physician or a physician group would like to explore about their practice, they can contact us at albertaplp.ca. Inelda, thanks so much for taking this time with us today. It's been, a it's been great to hear about this bronchiolitis project. Thank you for having me. This has been the Emergency SCN Podcast. Don't forget to check out our other podcasts on Insight. I'm Dr. Eddie Lang. Thank you for listening.